Peace, this is your host Krill of Out The Box. The following interview is part of our throwback series of Out The Box Talks. These are interviews that were done prior to the official season one and two of Out The Box Talks. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome people to another special edition of Out The Box Radio. Today our guest on the line is an MC representing the city of New York, which we're also based in. He's also a brother that is no stranger to Out The Box, being featured a few years ago in the beginning stages of Out The Box TV. Since then, he's went on to grow and develop enormously in his artistry and recognition. Signing to Stone's Throw Records in 2011 and going on to release a number of acclaimed underground EPs as well as a full-length project on the label. I must say, it is indeed an honor to be able to build with this brother once again, this time, of course, via Out The Box Radio. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce to you the Elmhurst Queens bred lyricist himself, my brother, homeboy Sandman. What's the deal, Sandman? Everything is love, man. Everything is love, man. Good to be chopping it up with you. No doubt, man. Welcome to Out The Box Radio, man. I'm happy to have you here on the line once again. I mean, a lot has happened uh, since, you know, we last spoke. Of course, you signed with Stone's Throw. And uh, it's just a lot that I want to get into this conversation with you on. But uh, before we kick things off officially, uh, let's take a bit to just go back into your history. Tell the people out there um, exactly um, how did your passion to pursue music all begin? Uh, you know, I've always been, um, always been a huge... Music has always been a, a big part of my life, particularly because... Um, Throughout my life, music has been kind of my return to just sanity and just my return to myself and just feeling at home. You know what I mean? When I was when I was in the sec when I was in the third grade, you know, I had to leave from my zone school 102, and I started taking the city bus to 153. I had to take the Q58, you know, for for, for a half hour, 45 minutes every morning to go to 153 in a very different community, and I felt very much like an outsider in that community. Mm. You know, so I had my tunes with me. You know what I mean? That was my tunes was was became more to me than tunes. It became a, a part of me and who I was. Same mm. thing happened to me. I when I went to high school. It was another example of you know having to leave uh, uh, the environment that I was you know uh, familiar with right. um, and go to a very very different place. You know, I went to high school in a, in a boarding school in New Hampshire called the Holding School, and it was another place where everything was very different. Mm. Um, so my tunes became a way of me coping, you know what I mean? I always had my tunes with me. Whenever I felt out of place, I could at least, you know, kind of escape into my tunes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and during 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 those early years of life, you know, um, you know, tunes, the, the, the importance and the love really, really, really grew for music. So I mm-hmm. think that's where a lot of my passion came from. No doubt, you know, uh, and, and well taken, man. I didn't know that you had such a uh, diverse background. When we hear people coming out of New York City, we think it's the traditional uh, upbringing that they have growing up in the boroughs, but I didn't know you ventured out at, at an early age like that. Yeah, 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 I did uh, I did venture out. You know, I, I think of it as a blessing because, of course, it expanded my horizons. But, um, you know, I was just talking to somebody the other day. There is a, I guess it's a bittersweet, thing i mean it, it's unfortunate um when people have to leave where they come from in order to get opportunities you know what i mean particularly right. academic ones you know um but that's an unfortunate thing but no doubt. definitely so um 
a whole lot has definitely happened since we last spoke. Uh, you know, you signed to Stone's Throw. But uh, I actually want to take a, a moment to take people back to how you got yourself in that position. Even before the High Water Music deal, how did you first begin to make your buzz as a local upcoming New York MC? Uh, for me, it was really very much about, um, it was very much about uh, just letting everybody know how I got down in the city. You know, I was I was new to everything and, and nobody really knew me. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just seek out everywhere that there was people rhyming and go prove myself there. You know what I mean? Right. From from all the mics that was going on, like, you know, the New Yorkian first Wednesdays and third Saturdays to yo dub to juke joint to mm-hmm. you know all the thousand open mics that was going on you know around that time to to whatever cypher you know be it freestyle mondays be it the subway series you know all the different cyphers that were going on to you know any opportunity you know to, to whatever you know cats were putting together showcases at the bowery poetry club or or you know wherever wherever it was, it was a pyramid you know there was a bunch of spots where people was always rocking and you know, right. kind of, you know, a lot was, I remember Sputnik in Brooklyn was another spot that mm-hmm. there was, you know, a lot going on all the time. Um, you know, in Queens, we had the, the African Poetry um, Center in South Queens, um, you know, where, where there would be an open mic. And I would just find out in any borough, you know what I mean? Up, up in the Bronx, they had our sent so I would even go to some poetry things, spit some rap sometimes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that people know what was going on. But, um I try to just seek out any place, you know, where, where 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 people were hungry to see who got busy, and just go get busy there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And 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 other than that, it was very much about, um, you know, just just looking to increase my notoriety any way uh, that I could think of. You know what I mean? Obviously, we was working with a shoestring budget in them days. Mm-hmm. You know, but but it was important to me to you know to make the most of every opportunity. You know, I went out. I got I got the website. That was one of the first things I did. Just mm-hmm. put some music on there. You know, I've always had profound confidence in my talent. So for me, it's always just been a question of getting people to hear it, you know? Right. And I just started taking every opportunity. I was rapping in the trains for people, you know what I'm saying? I was, you know, handing out rhymes, putting up flyers, you know, talking about the website with rhymes on them and anything I could think of, you know, blasting, the, you know, putting my CD into the radios and radio shack or, you know, whatever, putting all the, putting all the, computers in the Apple store the homeboysamman.com just anything I could think of to try and direct some attention to, to my music right right and you know it's, it's really interesting that you mentioned um, open mic spots like EO Dub and even New Yorican and you know I, I I come from that that time as well and I, I it's funny because like I don't think there are outlets I mean you may know more than me but I don't know if there are outlets like that still for for I mean at least in the vein that those those outlets kind of represented, I don't know if that's that's still around out here in New York. Yeah, I'm not sure either. You know, um, recently I guess in the last six months I checked out Freedom Mike that was in the Bronx up at the um, Rubber Diaz Arts Collective, but I know they they uh, I know they had some um, some issues going on with that, so I'm not sure if that's going on anymore. Right, right. You know, I know EO Dub is still going strong, but I definitely know a lot of things. Is, you know, falling off just like with the closings. You know, there, there was bonfire, bonfire was going on at the Bowery Poetry Cafe, and that closed down. You know, of course, Southpaw closed down. Right. Um, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of 
a lot of venues and a lot of events really are dropping like flies. So, I mean, I don't know if it's just that I'm kind of removed from that scene. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what's popped up. You know what I mean? But um, I know they do the art of lyrics up there in the Bronx, too. They, I know they got a couple of things going on. Right, right, You know, right. that I'm able to hit peripherally. But it does seem to me like, um, you know, a lot of these, you know, kind of grassroots street level, uh, 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 you know, venues and platforms, um, mm-hmm. you know, are kind of becoming extinct. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and I only brought it up too because there was a certain um, energy that that brought, a certain atmosphere, you know, um, people like C-Ray's Walls and, you know, okay. Stronghold and stuff came up out of that and I don't really see crews like that, but it's a different time, you know, so I, I guess it, 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 things evolved too, you know. Um, but I, I want to fast forward, uh, you know, a bit uh, some years later and you signed to High Water Music. Um, with Susio, as far as as far as High Water and Susio, I just um I put up front. There's a lot of um, misunderstanding with regards to that. You know, I, I did have a a, a a friendship and a working relationship um, with uh with High Water Music, um, but that dissolved uh, before my Good Son album actually came out. Even uh, you know, you will see the High Water logo on the Good Son album. That's because uh, the artwork had already been finished. And it would have been a question of, yeah, yeah. So there is misconception in regards to that. I won't speak too much on high water, but just to say that um, I'm not affiliated with them. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, I, I brought it up really because um, I was, I used to, I was an avid listener of, um, you know, KCR, you know, in those times. And I'm saying, I, I want to say back in the days, but that was like really just the other day. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy how things change. But, um, you know, listening to... um the projects he was putting out and yours was one of the ones that I really, really was anticipating, you know, but, um, in, in general, man, you, like you've done a lot, man, you've, you've really grown a lot since then. And, um, w- one thing I, I noticed about you, um, as you've grown is that you 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 have a really humbling and down to earth perspective on life. Where would you say, um, that particular foundation comes from? What, what, particular experiences have helped to shape those principles for you um i really feel like uh like a lot of that comes from my father you know what i mean i'm I'm really blessed to have an amazing father you know what i mean um i recognize at a really early age um you know the blessing that i had and not only having a father but having an amazing father that you know uh, 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 a strong a strong male role model mm-hmm. is um is one of the things that that is oftentimes fulfilled exactly, you know, uh, in modern in, in, in modern communities, you know, particularly mm-hmm. in urban communities. Um, so my father was very much uh, was very was always very very much about um, you know working as hard as you could, you know what I'm saying, and uh, and being confident, but making sure that um, there wasn't any there wasn't any nasty, dirty ego in this going on. Always making sure that, you know, you, you, you did your thing and you worked your hardest and you had a appreciation for yourself. But you're working kind of for everybody. You're not mm-hmm. working to separate yourself from anybody. And, you know, you're working for everybody. You know, that's, that's part of the reason why, you know, I rhyme about the things I rhyme about. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm blessed to have this attitude when it comes to music. But, you know, I... I, I I work for people, you know what I mean? I got right. I got things I gotta talk about because I have to, the, the power to talk about and it's and it's 
it's social things I want to touch on. There's public community things I want to touch on all the time. You know right. what I'm saying? So I, I think of myself as more of a delegate or a spokesperson, not anybody who's, you know, separate and, 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 and is even going to ever be in any position to, 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 to feel detached. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I Indeed. feel that it's very important to stay attached as much as possible. You know what I mean? Like, you know, these days, um, you know, I, I tour a lot more. You know, I just got back off the road yesterday from being on the road almost two full months. You know what wow. I'm saying? And you know, I've been I've been on the road up so much this year. You know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm home for two weeks and then I leave again for a little while. You know, but and 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 you know, I know in upcoming months and years, I'm really going to spend a lot of time on the road. But right. I just got back here, and I'm making sure that tomorrow I check out K Games out in the party. You know, at at, 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 uh, at SRV. You know what I right. mean? For the Rump Spring, I'm going to check that out. I'm gonna make sure I support that. I wanna make sure I support I am many at EO dub on Sunday. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm already putting together my my um I'm putting together my 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 schedule. You know what I mean? I gotta touch base with all these people, you know what I'm saying? I, I wanna use my time to get in touch. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna become detached. You know, at the same time I'm building on, you know, going to visit a school in Patterson, New Jersey, you know, getting into schools and, 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 and building recuse is something very important to me. Mm. I, you know, as I, as I gain years, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to lose sight of what's going on at the youth level, you know, because they're dealing with new things that I didn't have to deal with, you know Not what down. I mean? And they have new challenges. So, you know, I always want to make sure to tap into that. That's a very important thing to me. So I definitely make a concerted effort, um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, to maintain that, uh, that that connection, you know what I mean, and that and that and that sameness with people, you know. I mean, I know that you know through the some of the things I've been able to accomplish, some people regard me as kind of like, you know, uh, kind of in a separate sphere. But you know, I, I I don't I don't feel that way, and I don't want to feel that way. Right, right. Well, well said, brother. Well said. Um, so what I want to do, Sandman, is take a break to actually go in to a track off of um. Your your full length album that came out last year, first of a living breed, um, one of my favorite tracks off the album. I actually played it for my son, and um, my ten year old son, and he loves it. Um, so we gonna go into this joint. Um, I, I really really like the way you you um you displayed your your you know your your um your lyrical prowess on this track. It's not as crazy fast as some you know, some uh, intricate lyricist, but it, it nevertheless delivers really well. So we're going to go into this joint. It's called Not Really, off of the first of a living breed album by Homeboy Sandman. This is Out the Box Radio. Check it out. People ask me if my life changed. Is what I might say. Not really. Not really. People ask me if my life changed. Is what I might say. Not really. Not really. Just ran alongside a river in Eastern Europe. Stead around the lake at Flushing Park. Similar scenario. Same cardio. Top billing at long last. I'll be chilling in first class. I was chilling in economy. That didn't bother me. I meet a lot more women 
having about the same amount of sex. Still a major shortage of cool ones. Shit, probably even less. Hard to keep a low pro at Whole Foods. It was hard to keep a low pro in homeroom. That shit is old news. So, when people ask me if my life changed, here's what I might say. Not really. Not really. When people ask me if my life changed, here's what I might say. Not really. Not really. Far as money, I was always out. Now it's always money coming in. I never worry about money now. I never worry about money then. I still don't let nothing go to waste. Leftovers any given day. I spend about the same. It's just a lot more left over to give away. It occurred to me one show. I'm on stage where I used to be in the front row. That's like a 10 foot distance. It's not a real big difference. Same guidelines as far as being the bigger man. Staying away from the yellow snow. I'm still Black Thought's biggest fan. Just now I can call and tell him so. So people ask me if my life changed. Here's what I might say. Not really. Not really. When people ask me if my life changed. Here's what I might say. Not really. Not really. Folks make a lot of fuss. I got a lot of buzz. I still could be a bust. Same as it ever was. Clear Channel FM could kiss my ass cheek. I said that last year. I said that last week. Same world peeps, even the same words peep. I've always kept it real, that's why I'm earning some real keep. Same pants, different crease. Same pants, different grease. Same sand, different beach. Peace. So people ask me if my life changed. Here's what I might say. Not really. Not really. When people ask me if my life changed, here's what I might say. Not really. Not really. Not really. Not really. Not really. Yup, yup, yup. You're back to Out The Box Radio. I'm your host, Krill. I got my homie, homeboy, Sandman, on the line. We are chopping it up. Uh, officially, you know, got a lot of great conversation happening. Uh, I got some more things that I want to uh, get in with you, uh, homeboy, Sandman. Um, but, uh, you know, just um, delving off of the last track that we heard, um, I want to talk about your recent success. I know you just said that you're you're just coming off of tour. Um what 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 has that experience been like for you going on tours and just adapting to a whole new busy schedule that you weren't used to in the past? 
Um, well, as far as being used to, you know, things are changing, but change has been pretty much a constant for me ever since I started rhyming. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been that there was anything that I got used to that kind of switched up. Like everything, you know, it's been about six years I've been rhyming, but, you know, change has been really constant throughout that time. You know what I mean? Like there's always been progress being made. There's always been things I've been creating. So I never really got comfortable at any particular. You know, I've always been working hard. It's just, you know, now, now, you know, I'm spending a lot of time on the road where before I'll be, you know, spend a lot of time on the trains, you know what I mean? Running right. to, you know, producers, you know, pads and, and seeing what they got. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've always been moving a lot. So from that standpoint, um, you know, it's just a different kind of, uh, you know, a different kind of work schedule. But um, it, it, it's, a, it's a really fantastic, it's great to see, you know, this was my first headlining tour nationally ever. You wow, know what I mean? look at that. And, um... Yeah, and it, and it was um, I was with Over Mike, you know, Over Mike Eagle and Mega Ran. Um, they won a tour. It was called the Dead Hunter Tour. After all that, I hold dead. You know, the, the latest release on Stone's Dope. and um, and it was phenomenal to go into places where I've never been before, mm-hmm. and um, and really be able to just uh, 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 not only perform for people that have been you know looking forward to me being there. You know what I mean? Um, and connect with them and fellowship with them, but also just to have conversations with people. You know, I love. As the, as the, you know, I've, I've done a couple of national tours. You know, I had some great opportunities. Last year, I did a national tour with Brother Ali as his support. Right, and before I that, that, I did a national tour with the kind of language as their support. And that's a great opportunity as well, but, you know, I'm kind of opening up and I'm getting put on, you know what I'm saying, which is fact. But at 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 these shows, it was like there was people there and they all want to talk to me, all want to come there with me. I'd be spending an hour after the show just building with people, just talking mm. about them, and they telling me how my music has affected them, you know, right. talking to me about experiences, their experiences, and my experiences. You know, it, it's amazing how much uh, people could tell about me from my music, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and it's like people will come up to me and speak with me about things that they feel like they can relate to me on, and they can relate to me on them. And I can sit there and have a conversation with somebody that I've never met you right. know, for five or ten minutes, but it'll be as if we have known each other for some time and we kind of really connect on some stuff. So that, that, that really, um, you know, and of course, obviously, you know, for me, I want my music in everybody's and I want my music in everybody's in the whole world. I don't see my, you know, I'm not an underground MC. I'm not an overground, you know, my, I get busy. Nobody ever really, nobody ever made music like me. Nobody ever will. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that people that hear my music, they get down with it. It's for me, it's about people hearing my music, you know, there's so much categorization and separation, segregation as far as music. This will be this, this will be this. I got a unique sound because nobody sounds like me anyway. Right. But, but I have I have full confidence, and it is constantly reinforced that whoever hears my music, you know, I'm not talking about every single person in the world, but there's going to be a really, really high percentage and ratio of people that hear my music and are able to appreciate it and enjoy it. No so doubt. I want my music and everybody's here in the whole world. So touring. You know, I'm getting ready to go to Australia in two weeks. My first time in Australia. Wow. Be five shows out there. You know what I mean? And I want everybody out there to know how I get down. You know? No and I want everybody in the United States to know. I want everybody, you know, I'm, I've been able to travel Europe and Eastern Europe. And, you know, I want to go to South America. I want to go to Africa. I want to go to Central America. I want to go to Asia. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to do it all, man. Man, the journey, the journey is ahead, man. I see, I see you moving in that in that direction so you know i know it's only a matter of time you're gonna touch touch down on some of those different uh 
uh, places, all right? <laughs> so um, with the subject of change that you recently spoke on, um, I'm curious to know, uh, with recent success that you've had, have your morals been tested at any point? Like, has it become really difficult for you to stand your ground on certain issues that you were really good at standing on before due to the new circumstances and situations you, you've you been faced with as of late? You know, it's interesting that you asked that. Um, how's, how's the sound coming through? Because I just it sounds good. real quick. Sounds right. good. Um, there have been things, like new things that have come up. And re- I just wrote a rhyme about this. This is for a remix from my boy YC, the Cynic song, The Heaviest Cross. Mm. Um, and I wrote this joint, um, and part of the bars go, they only cared about my hat when it was Mitchell and Ness. I only read my articles when they was on Huff Poe. Um, mm. <laughs> like, I can't remember, I can't remember, I only read my articles on Huff Poe. Make me reflect on when I felt that I was losing my way. So LRG, Puma, and Red Bull, the Al Pass, um, dabbled in selling out, but wasn't about that. Mm. But found out something, something, but didn't know something, something. I can't remember it. Dabbled in selling out, but wasn't about that. But keeping about the music nearly made me an outcast. That's that's what that's what the rhyme was. But mm. but that that's that's the one thing I just wrote that rhyme the other day, and that you know music. When you look at music now. Um, so much of it isn't about the music, you know, so much right. of it, you know, I touched on a couple of things like right there. Um, I touched on a lot of the branding that goes on in music and I don't mm-hmm. do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? But I did that for a second and I look back on it and I regret doing, not that I regret doing it. Actually, I take that back. I don't regret doing anything, but that was a lesson I had to learn. And that was something I had to do and be like, Oh, this is cool. But then be like, actually, this doesn't feel cool. That was a lesson I had to learn. You know right. what I'm saying? And a couple of different things have come up like that. So I wouldn't even, I mean, that is a moral, that is a moral, you know, test. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you know, for, for an individual, you know, different people make different decisions. For me, I'm being faced with new opportunities that right. sometimes I'll be like, you know, oh, this is, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. This is cool. And then I'll realize, you know. Uh, in a little while after thinking about it, wait a minute, let me rethink this because I never had. And, you know, and to keep it real, a similar thing, you know, has happened with regards to some of my relationships, you know what I mean? And some of the, particularly some of the females I meet, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to make sure that I'm always behaving in a, in a, in a, in a, in a moral fashion, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need to make sure that I'm, you know, I mean, it's funny, it's funny. It's, <laughs> no doubt, go ahead, man. Life, it's funny, but, I want to be, a, you know, I want to do what's right, you know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be taking advantage of any situations or of any people, you know what right. I'm saying? And these are things that I got to learn as I go along. So there have been things that I have done. You know, I got a line, you know, at a time I was, you know, receiving sponsorship from, you know, I got a line on the, on the, on the first of a living breed that says, you know, spread rumors, but this cat lands on feet, cats on feet, see Puma. And that's product placement. I mean, that's what that right. is. You know what right. I mean? Right. And and I look at that now, and I say I'm not going to do that anymore. That's something. You know, I'm not going. Uh, my, my record is not product placement. Right. You know, but but at that point, that's what that line was. But I'm able to look at that and say, you know, I learned from that. So, and I'm sure there'll be other things because there's been there's been things 
that, mm. that you know, I, you learn as you go along. I mean, I just, you know, I learn things on tour. I learn when you're the headliner, the show can't start late. Because when the show starts late, when you're the headliner, you want to go on at 2 in the morning. It's not like the show starting late right. when you're not. You know what I mean? And I learned that. So, got to tighten that up. Yo, we got to start these shows on time. I don't want cats having to stay out till 2 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday to see me rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but there's a lot of lessons that you learn as you go along, you know, in, in music. And some of those are more or less, you know. Indeed, and you know, it, it's it's you know, you you just seem to have such a responsible attitude, you know, when it comes to you know the message that you want to deliver in your music, and a lot of a lot of hip hop artists or just artists in general, um, the the mindset is, yo, I'm I'm only a human. You know, I'm only a human being, you know, you know, don't judge me. I'm only human and I'm just like you, you know, so it's kind of like a, a way of them brushing off the fact that they don't have to be responsible. I don't know if you if, we, if you know what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, I, I it's do, this I mindset do, of do, like, you know what, don't you know, I'm, I'm just like you. I make mistakes, too. And, and that while that's all taken into consideration, your approach is very commendable because you are careful of how you're, you're 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 becoming more careful of how you portray yourself i mean something like the puma the puma line is is like something that would i would overlook and i wouldn't even look at it as product placement because of the genius of how the words were put together but um it's it's just amazing that you, you you're honed in so deeply into uh that that responsibility for your character well well Good looking out, man. Good looking out as, as uh, you know, as far as the love for the line, man. And good looking out, I, I understand what you, you know, I hear what you're saying and I see it all the time, man. To be mm -hmm. honest with you, you know, I mean, I'm, obviously I'm somebody that makes mistakes, too. It's, uh, to me, it's not about not making mistakes. Right. And people, you know, oh, I'm only human. Like, I'm only human. But being a human is, like, I don't like what I see in hip-hop now. People are making it look you know, there's a there's a there's a there's a difference between being human and being inconsistent, being human and being a hypocrite. You know right. what I'm saying? I see all these cats coming out like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna ride the fence. You know what I'm saying? Some days I'm gonna be about, you know, trying to do what's right. Other days I'm gonna, you know, throw caution to the wind and have no responsibility at all. That's just human. That's just human of me. Right. That's not human. That's right. having no backbone. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. not standing for anything. You know, that's 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 what that looks like to me. I don't I don't buy this, yo, we can't stand for anything as human beings. We can't, you know, have a have conviction as human beings. We we are we are slaves to to uh to instant gratification if the opportunity third arise. We are slaves to, you know, glamour and glitz and we you know, these stupid decisions are part of what's being human. I don't buy that at all. I hate how that is hyped up in hip hop. I think mm -hmm. it's been purposefully hyped up in hip hop with the people that media, you know, mass media, who, who you know, the 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 the, the two hundred and ninety two executives that control ninety percent of the media from radio to television to to you know, thank God for for out the box, you want a ten percent, you 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 you're one of only ten percent of media that is not being told exactly what to do with an agenda from top to bottom right. that ties into liquor sales, car sales. Uh, 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 the private prison industrial complex. It is all, it is all strategic revenue. You know that's that's it, it is all strategic. And part of this, you know, we're gonna have a culture where people think that you can stand up one day and say, "Yo, I'm pro-black," and the next day stand up and say, "Yo, I'll kill a nigga." 
we're gonna we're gonna hype that up because we're gonna make money off all these cats. It's like BET right. they used to have all the BS and then have the religious stuff on Sunday. You know, we just we just gonna clown these cats from every angle. That's what they looking to do, and I don't stand for that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm mean, I'm not talking about not making mistakes. I you know I made mistakes today. I'll make mistakes tomorrow, uh-huh. but I'm not gonna not do the best I can. People are supposed to do the best they can. I think. Well, that's my responsibility at least. Yeah. True indeed, man. True indeed. It, it, it's definitely that trick bag that we sometimes fall for. You know, um, uh, well, well taken, man. Well taken. Uh, now, last time we spoke uh, in 2011 um, with Out the Box TV, one of the subjects we discussed was health. And I know at the time you were practicing a vegetarian diet. Uh, are you still uh, practicing? Yeah. Vegetarian? I'm a vegan. I haven't, I haven't been vegan the entire time, but I, about about... About uh, about uh, seven to eight months ago, mm-hmm. um, I returned to veganism. You know, I, I I went back to eating meat for a while. Right. Um, but 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 uh, but at this point, you know, I don't I don't I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. I'm back vegan these days, and I don't really anticipate myself, you know, switching back. You switching know, I, back. Yeah. That's great. That's great because, um. And I totally identify what you're saying because I'm 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 kind of like I was at that level myself, and I'm kind of getting back into like I stopped started back eating chicken and stuff like that, and now I'm trying to make the transition back to the vegetarian lifestyle that I was living. Um, and I was I never really claimed to be a devout vegetarian, but I was really making some conscious decisions in what I was putting into my my body. So I mean I commend you for actually coming back because it's not a really it's not an easy thing to do, especially considering the the your career you know and and, and the, the the field that you're in, but um I want to really uh discuss how you've been able to keep up with um with your health you know and I know you said you 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 veered off but um a lot has changed since then you know um the increase in GMO manufactured foods have been a big thing in the past few years, you know. Uh, I'm sure it was always kind of on the rise, but, you know, there's more information on it now and people are becoming more hip to it. And and and, and the reality is that it's, it's becoming so abundant that it's hard for, like, the average person to to find their way through it, you know, and, and, and really determine what is and what is not, you know. Um, how have you been able to, like, get through this phase that we're going to going through uh, of, um, you know, GMO manufactured foods. Yeah, man. You know, that's, that's great that you bring that up, man. Um, you know, food is, uh, food is really being used as a weapon, you know what I'm saying? Uh, against us, you know, and it does pose so many challenges. Me, I try to do the best I can, even though, you know, I was having another discussion, uh, with a, with a friend the other day, what can you do? When it comes, unless we're in a farm growing our own food with our own seeds, we have to, there has to be an element of trust. We have, you know, we could look to go organic as much as we can. We could look to go local as much as we can. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if we, if we do um, eat meat, you know what I mean? And these are personal decisions. If we do eat meat, we could look to go grass fed as much as we can. We could look mm-hmm. to go cage free as much as we can. But we're dealing with um, people that we can't trust. You know right. what I'm saying? Do I do I do I think that it's well within their you know capacity to have two you know two pieces of broccoli grown right next to each other 
and say we're going to slap organic on this and charge a little bit more for it because this fool don't know no better? Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes, you know, you can't taste the difference. You know, you, you can't, you can't, you know, uh, uh, taste the difference, particularly when it comes to produce. But, yeah. um, you know, me, I look to, I look to, I look to intake uh, as many fresh, you know, uh, fruits and vegetables as I can, as many raw fruits and vegetables as I can. You know, I like to keep my my, my diet uh, particular, uh, uh, primarily fruit and vegetable based. You know, I do look to get my grains in there. You know what I'm saying? I look to get my beans in there, and I look to get my my brown stuff in there. Mostly brown bread and brown rice. You know what I'm saying? Try to keep away from the you know the bleach stuff. You know, the, mm-hmm. any type of bleach sugar. Try to keep away from sugar. You know. Uh, on a whole, you know, try right. to use natural sweeteners whenever, you know, available, you know, even be it maple syrup, or there's a whole lot of, you know, different, um, you know, uh, uh, options or substitutes. Right. But um, it's, it's it's a serious challenge when it comes to food these days, man. If you're not a grower, you know, if you're not growing your own food and producing your own food, because so much, you know, you got to just take it at face value. But, you know, I, the, the way I look at it is, if you got two pieces of broccoli and one of them says organic, at least maybe that one's organic. Right. <laughs> and it's sad that you got to, you know, say maybe, you know, you got to s- somewhat question whether it's real or not. Yeah, man. But these cats, yes. man, the truth is, you know, I started to think about it. It probably, I think more often than not, you know, I, I mean, I have a lot of faith, you know, that everything, I have a lot of faith in the winning side and the winning team and, and in goodness, you know what I mean? Right. And I have faith in the, in the goodness of people as well. But when I look at the cross-section of the individuals that I've met in my life, a large percentage of them, and I'm comfortable saying the majority of them, were not at a place where I feel that they would be, on, have not been at a place where I have felt that they wouldn't be dishonest with me if it was to their benefit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I have to assume that the people I haven't met are the same way. You know what I'm saying? The people that are running these food companies or running these, you know, whatever. All mm. these people that I don't know, I have to assume, will feel just as comfortable, you know, telling me something fraudulent, you know, for their own financial benefit or whatever benefit they, they, they feel they're going to get from that. So mm-hmm. I'm very, very skeptical of everything I see. but. hmm you know, I bring it up, too, because, of course, with you practicing a vegan diet and just having health consciousness for years now, you're you're at a more advanced stage than a lot of average people walking around. Um, you know, going back again to the subject of uh, genetically modified foods, it's such a great lack of knowledge on the subject, Um um, amongst the average the average person, that it's it, it actually makes it really difficult for them to get there. Like you know, um, someone just starting out is just trying to, if they're just starting out at all, they're just trying to get used to putting fruits and vegetables in their diet. Now they have to worry about whether these fruits and vegetables are organically produced. You know, so it, you know it, it's it's a whole other battle now that it has evolved to and you know just was wanted to spread some some light on you know some, some of your advice for for people that's, that 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 have to deal with this just like we all do you know yeah, yeah. salute salute man salute for salute for yeah for no doubt light on that, man. no doubt definitely man um so what i want to do is actually um go into another track 
off of uh, the your one of your EPs. This is uh from the Chimera EP. I'm, I'm pronouncing it right, right? Chimera. Yeah, Chimera. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because I was saying Chimera at first. Yeah, a lot of. <laughs> I like saying that at first. Yeah. So um, we gonna go into a joint off of that. Um, uh, another thought provoking track of yours is called "Hold Your Head," uh, off the Chimera EP, and uh, this is Homeboy Sandman. Check it out. Out the box radio. Feeling abysmal, agita from packing a pistol, frightened at the crisis that's fiscal, looking for work, looking for work, perhaps looking for words, cops looking for work, all of that took out of context, relationship looked like a contest, pleading down, pleading no contest, not with it seen, caught in between. Average is me, being average is me. You may be feeling abandoned, dreaming that you lived in a mansion, wishing that you lived in the Hamptons. Something is strange, nothing's at stake. Like God make mistakes, like God will forsake. Family hugging the asphalt, mad in that life you ain't asked for. Kanye got you mad at your rap for. Waking up hurts, waking up hurts. Cats sleeping on the curb, waking up's worse. Adjustments, dealing with dealers and hustlers, dealer done, dealt in injustice, losing your way and holding the reins, getting caught in the rain, it ain't going away. Possibly might have been ill do to someone who told you they failed you, then became someone who killed you, wounded your heart, wounded your heart, wounded your drive, left you in park. Damage from growing up so fast Maybe someone in your crew camp Might have ended up in a newscast Probably a shame, maybe a grave Danger's a grave, life ain't a game Taking off isn't an option Stories that people concocted Mixing up different concoctions Numbing the pain, numbers to pay Feeling depraved, feeling like prey Time to be served so you think about snitching. A lot of loose germs so you might be stricken. Hold your head one day, it'll be different. 
Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. I'm your host, Krill. I got my brother, homeboy, Sandman, on the line with us. We are chopping it up, getting into some real thought-provoking conversation. Loving loving the, the info that I'm getting from you here today, Brian. I'm sure our listening audience is appreciating what they're hearing on the line from you, you know. So it's oh, always oh. a pleasure, you know. So, Sandman, in, in this day and time that we're living in, People obviously have a lot of access to information. However, we don't generally take advantage of the useful information, or rather the information that uplifts our consciousness and enables maturity. What do you think disables us or hinders us from making that connection? Man, that's a great question, man. This is a, this is a sad interview. You know, I personally really believe, um, I'm a very, I'm a, you know, I brought up before I have a lot of faith, and, and the truth is, I'm a very, um, I'm a very spiritual person. I'm not a very, I mean, I'm not a religious person at all, mm-hmm. but I'm a very uh, spiritual person, and um, and I believe in, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I got, I got, I got a line in Illuminati. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was, I was, you know, I got the GMO line in there. We used to talking about, you know. Uh, chemtrails, DMO, arrest, and raise the rent in jails, GMO, the monkey ranch, and your entrails. Mm-hmm. And then I end that song by saying, uh, keep them focused on religion so they never look for God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that, uh, you know, I think there's so many distractions. I think religion is one of them. I think money is a huge one. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that money, this, a money worship and a money hunger and a, and a, and a, a belief that money is determined is the, is the happiness determinant. Money is the success determinant. Um, I believe that that is something that just has people so I don't know they're so tuned into it. I mean, it permeates through everything. It permeates throughout all celebrity. It permeates throughout all everything that people are fed all the time. Is is it puts an importance on uh, celebrity, fame, money. You know, yeah. I mean, all, 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 these things are, you know, uh, uh, shallow stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's just, and it, and it makes everything so, you know, so, uh, so uh, everything moves through so fast. Nothing sticks, you know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. immediate. It's just instant gratification. It's just an instant gratification. What's new? What's next? Well, you know, better, you know, uh, uh, it isn't about talent, really. It isn't about art. It isn't about substance. You know, in that, in that line I'm talking about, you know, that I brought up earlier, you know, uh, they only cared about my hat when it was Mitchell and Ness and only read my articles when they were on HuffPo, which made me reflect. People mm-hmm. were coming up to me like, yo, you writing for HuffPo, that's fat. Like, right. nobody's talking about the issue I'm writing about. Like, I'm still writing. I stopped mm-hmm. writing for HuffPo because they wouldn't purchase, they wouldn't purchase, they wouldn't publish my last piece. Wow. Because it implicated AOL. Because AOL is right for private prison ownership. And it implicated them, and they're owned by AOL, and they wouldn't publish it. But mm. I still write, but cats don't check for it, because it's not on HuffPo. Right. I still, I didn't want to have a Mitchell and Ness hat, because Mitchell and Ness don't give a damn about nobody. You know what I'm saying? They charge $30 for a hat, and they don't care about the cats that think they're cool because Mitchell and Ness hats. They're not providing, there's no return on that investment for cats that are supporting Mitchell and Ness. But people come up to me, and this is a hat. This was to me was cool. I got to design a hat that says "Homeboy" on the front, 
I remember that hat. Like, yeah. yeah. But cats were coming up to me saying, yo, you got a Mitchell and that hat. I said, this is a homeboy Sandman hat. You know what I'm saying? This is not a Mitchell. This is a homeboy Sandman. It's, it's, the, it's the name and it's the brand and it's the fame and it's the celebrity that people get the, the value from. You know what mm. I'm saying? And this, this, these distractions. Hold on, pardon me for just a second. You were saying this, the distractions? Fame, yeah, I'm saying this fame and this celebrity, this distraction, this is what people feel is important is what they care about. So when you have all this information available, yo, here's information regarding eating right. Here's information regarding, you know, I just read, uh, uh, I just read the new Jim Crow, you know, Mass Incarceration and the Age of Colorblindness by mm -hmm. Michelle Alexander the other day. An amazing mm -hmm. book. And I was in Atlanta trying to put people on, and they want to talk about what? Some horrible records going on. They want to right. talk about some so, some celebrity gossip. What like World Star or something team, like that. World, whatever the case was. Yeah. Whatever the thing is, you know, I started writing a record about it to keep it real. It's called it's called um it's called The Walking Dead. And when that mm -hmm. comes out, that's the record that I started talking after having these conversations in Atlanta. But there is all this information out. But it seems to people that the important information right. is the information having to do with money, having to do with fame, having to do with gossip, having to do with celebrity. You know, this is the important stuff. This is the social capital. It's so difficult to meet. You meet a group of strangers now. You know what I'm saying? And you go in there, you know, people talk about social capitals, the things that people discuss, the things that allow people to connect. You know, sports is one big form of social capital. You could walk into some place, and if you know your sports, you could talk sports with everybody. Right. You know, I think I actually think sports is a huge distraction. But, I, you know, I can appreciate some things about sports. Right. Um, but but uh, the social capital, the primary social capital now, and people are very, everybody wants to be cool. People are not concerned with much else but being cool, being down, being in, being looked at and regarded as, you know, a success. You know what I mean? How many followers you got? How many whatever? Right. You know, this, this, these are the things that people value. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, if, you, if you're going to load up your bank with the social capital, Mm -hmm. that everyone else is using, you know, that's what's going to give you to all those connections to all those different people. You're not meeting a bunch, you're not meeting five strangers walking down the street and talking to them about GMOs. I mean, you right. are, I am, but four of them are like, what are you talking about? And walk the other way. One right. of them you might build with for a second. But if the most important thing to you are the things that are not important, you're not going to focus on important stuff. You know what I'm mm. saying? Mm. Well said, man. Um, you know, and and another thing that I feel um, gets overlooked too is 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 the the, the information on history. Um, you know, when you're talking about finding getting a knowledge of self or your your background, there's no there's no more excuse. Um, like how when we came up, you know, in the classrooms, you say, well, that stuff wasn't provided to you by the teachers, you know, or the, it wasn't in the curriculum. Now you can find out about the history of certain countries like Haiti or just general like history that was kept away from the classroom. And even that is something that you can find online. You can find it on YouTube. You don't even got to read no more. You know, I, I mean, yes, reading is, is extremely still important. But I mean, what I'm trying to say is that it's accessible in different formats now um, through lectures, through uh, videos um, that people have, um, you know, put that information out there, and it's just sad that people are not gravitating towards 
or there's there's not a balance between like the entertainment stuff that you talked about and 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 that useful information you know yeah that's 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 a that's a great point man how shameful that so much like we when we was doing when we was doing book reports for things we had to go to the library you know what i'm saying we these days right. people coming up you know you can just any question you have you pick up your phone you put it in google and it's exactly. like you could know whatever it was you wanted to know and and yet you know ironically we live in some of the most underinformed times you know it seemed like people was more aware even though you know there was still a lot of work to be done but i don't i don't i don't remember as a kid um the disconnect from reality and, and the distraction being as effective yeah. as it is now you know what i'm saying so it's like all this information is available and it's being more overlooked than ever yeah that that's that's like that's like the trick bag again it's like you you wouldn't you wouldn't think that we would be in that type of bind because now it's more accessible than ever you know but um we got to get through it some way brother <laughs> you know and i feel like us having these types of conversations yeah i feel like us having these types of conversations really um and just promoting these types of conversations more amongst the hip hop community to um you know to really touch on is 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 at least a step in the right direction so um what i also want to um bring about uh something that you spoke about a little bit earlier which is um the responsibility that that you you have and and your approach to music there's one thing i really admire about you and uh it, 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 and it's that's really the responsibility you have to speak on issues and situations relevant to the everyday person and the other thing i recognize about you uh and you can correct me if i'm wrong is i really don't hear much profanity or curse words in your music what, not too too much yeah i mean i mean it might i'm something might have slipped up under me but i really don't hear it and i, I just was curious to know what motivates you to take such a responsible stance in the delivery of your music on on all levels especially uh omitting the profanity um i mean as far as the profanity you know i, I have had entire releases um you know on the good the good son was the first time i was like yo i'm not going to curse on this whole album and didn't mm. after that you know um, it's kind of like within you know I, when you're trying to learn things for yourself and, 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 and going through stages that you go through. It's kind of like with eating, you know what I'm saying? I cut all this food out to figure out the food I wanted to let back in. With profanity, I cut all the profanity out to figure out the words I wanted to let back in. So now mm. I curse sometimes, but I feel like it's so much more powerful when I do it now. I do feel like there's a little bit of value in profanity when it's used well, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but at the same time, I realized that I've put out, since doing that, I've put out entire albums or entire projects that didn't have profanity without right. even recognizing it. You know, right. when, 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 you know, when, uh, when somebody says, Oh, I need clean edits. And I go to the engineer, we got to make some edits. We go through all the songs. <laughs> we realize, Oh snap. There's no, no yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's um, what I'm saying. Although you, you didn't recognize, like you, after, after you did the music, you realized that you didn't curse. There's still a consciousness there that allows the music to end up like that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, someone who just goes in the studio and just spits whatever they want, all types of things come out, including profanity, you know? So it's pretty cool that 
you didn't realize it, but I guess there there has to be some level of consciousness. Maybe it's just your the your your perspective and and your morale as an artist that provides well, no, that. I, I mean, I feel like things have energies and things have vibes. You know what I'm saying? From words, from tones, from the way people talk. Somebody mm-hmm. can come up there and say something, you know, in a certain way, and it be come across entirely different from the same words said in another way. You know, mm-hmm. or you could say something using words. I believe words are important. And I believe that certain words, you know, curse words have an energy with them right. that is, you know, that is not called for a lot of the time. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, you know, so so I look to, I really, really, I only want to use, a, you know, I only want to use a curse word when it's impressive in a way. You know what I'm saying? When the when it makes the rhyme sadder that there's a curse in it. You right, know what I'm right. saying? Um, you know, that's, that's, uh, 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 and and talking about like, you know, talking about profanity, or talking about that because this was a two part question because we started off the profanity and what was the other part? Well, I mean, I was also I just the profanity, I, it, that was yeah, the, I, it was really just to to to, to kind of initiate the conversation around you being responsible. And just having oh, yeah, yeah. yeah a mature attitude about how you want your deliver your music delivered, and then you know like just delving truth, into profanity being omitted from that. Yeah, the truth is, you know, profanity, uh, uh, you know, eating, you know, nutrition, my interpersonal relationships, something I brought up earlier, you know, the things I wear, you know what I mean, being a billboard for things. Every single thing that I do, I want to do properly, and I want to do correct. How come I want to do that? The, the, the rhymes that I write, I want to do. This is based on the spirituality that I have. My life is a dream. Life is but a dream to me. I get to do whatever I want all day long. I get to I travel the world. People want to listen to my records. You know what I'm saying? I get to tell the truth. I get to talk to you. I get to. I don't got nobody telling me what to do. I love this. I love my life. Mm-hmm. My life is this way. Nobody got a better life than me. I don't want nobody's life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I want to keep. I want to keep that, and I want to progress in that. That comes from the fact that I do the best that I can. I don't mm-hmm. believe that people need to be perfect. I mean, I could. You know, me as an imperfect person, I'm enjoying my life because I do. I'm trying to do the best that I can. I believe that people are supposed to do the best that they can. I don't believe that money is the determinant. I believe that you know people. Some people say God. Some people say the universe. People say destiny. People say fate. There's all different types of words. For, for describing the stuff that is out of our control. Most of this stuff is out of our control. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have the things that we can control. They, they, they have to do with us and the way we handle ourselves. Mm. Everything else is out of our control, from the weather to the everything. You know, people live their life a certain way and have a piano fall on their head. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, this stuff, huh. this universe and this reality, this realm, you know what I mean? Like, there's all this minutia stuff going on that has nothing to do with us, but affects right. us. You know what I'm saying? I right. believe that our responsibility is to pay attention to the things that are within our control and to do our best day to day to hone these things and make these things correct. You know, to learn. You know, there's ebbs and there's flows. You, you know, you, you you do trial and error. You learn from your mistakes. But as I feel like, as I realize in my life, as long as I key in to trying to do the best that I can and be the best that I can. You know, and people, when I, I talk about this sometimes, you know, this is this is separate from talking about perfection and separate from talking about 
not having fault. You know what I mean? I'm not. I don't expect from anybody, you know, weakness and not make mistakes. But I do not understand not doing the best that you can. And when I do the best that I can, everything turns out great. And that's mm. why I keep it up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna keep that up from ramen to eating to building with cats. I'm gonna keep that up when it comes to building with, with strangers that I meet. You know, right. I'm gonna keep that up when it comes to exercise. Every single thing that I do, I'm gonna try to do the best I can because it pays off. Well said, brother. Now, for for people out there that might not know, um, outside of your music, what are some efforts towards organizing or activism you've been involved with? Uh, it's very important to me to get into schools. You know what I mean? And talk with kids. Recently, you know, the, the the article that I wrote for 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 you know that was supposed to be for Office the Post that wound up you know severing our relationship was on the 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 the, the, the connection between uh, mass media and its presentation of hip hop and mass incarceration. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which is a direct link. You know what I'm saying? And that article is called. Hold on a second. Uh, that article is called Jailhouse Rock with mm-hmm. ROC Jailhouse Rock, the truth about um, hip-hop and the private prison industrial complex. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, you, anybody can look it up if they want to look it up because, you know, it was, you know, I had a couple of rapping stuff. I had a couple of people helped out, you know, spread the word on that. You know, they right. stuff on my like I said. But, um, and, you know, I, I mentioned that book I read. Uh, uh, that's been, to me, mass incarceration, I mean, this is enslavement. This is modern-day enslavement in America. You know what right. I'm saying? numbers are falling and these are the numbers that they give us which I don't even trust these numbers that they give us you know I was mm-hmm. talking to a friend of mine earlier last time I went to Rikers you know I, I brought in the Rikers a couple of times to 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 to, to work with the youth uh, population last time I went to, the youth, to, to Rikers there was 300 kids there and there was not one white kid there I swear mm-hmm. there was not one I swear to you there was not a single you thought it was a segregated prison you thought it was a segregated jail you know what I'm saying and the numbers that you were given for that day were like oh yeah it is very very, uh, you know, it is very slanted. You know, it's two thirds, uh, uh, you know, brown people. When in reality, it was three thirds. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But they'll, they'll throw out that stat to make it seem like they're giving you a stat. I don't even trust these stats. The mm. stats they'll give you on mass incarceration are that there's over two million people incarcerated, and that there's, um, and you know, I don't know how they come up with that. I don't know if that if it's only prisons or only jails, but you know, uh. uh and then they got all these ways of breaking things down to get into people's minds, separating people. Well, but the point I'm talking about, this mass incarceration has been recently for me uh, uh, something I've really been speaking on. And speaking to kids about it, I love going into classrooms and saying, yo, the music you listen to is so that you can get locked up. Check this out. Mm. What you want. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, it does make a difference. It does make a difference. And, and boycott. See, it's not just about... I want to boycott. I boycott. The other day I did a show in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was the mm-hmm. last show of my talk. Right after, you know, I went to the merch table to sell my merch. And the minute I left, the DJ that got on after me started playing some anti-black, anti-thought, and, and some, some hate music. Wow. And I, and I broke out right away. Oh I said, my. I boycott this. I'm leaving the venue. I'm leaving the show. You know, and, every, and I let everybody crazy. know my reasons for it. You know what I'm saying? I said, I'll, I'll boycott this music. I boycott the stations that play it. I boycott the DJs that play it. And I boycott the clubs where it's fun at. You know, I don't buy the magazines that put this on the cover. You know, boy, the, the, I, I would love to push for that. You know what I'm saying? That was, um, yeah. that, that, 
because we have so much power. And people talk about, you know, I, I, I look to think of solutions. I mean, I have other solutions that people think of as uh, uh, extreme. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a real solution to the to the problem of mass incarceration. That is, don't allow yourself to be arrested. If, 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 if do not allow yourself to be, on an individual level, I have the solution to mass incarceration. People, mm. human beings, do not allow yourself to be arrested. Stand up for yourself. If somebody's looking to enslave you, do not go for it. Now, what does that mean? That means people are going to have to die. Well, people right. are dying already. So that's that's on the that's on the that's on the homeboy saying, "Man, going all the way." I'm uh. never getting up. You know what? I'm never going to jail. I'm never going to jail. And I say that right now. Nobody's mm. ever enslaving me. I'll be dead first. You know right. what I mean? And if and if and if everybody was taking that stance, it wouldn't be the same as it is now. Oh, but man. I know everybody's not taking that stance, and, and, yeah. and you know, you know, that's a whole different conversation. I mean, but but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. no, I was gonna chime in and say it'll definitely be some, <laughs> more than likely, be some casualties. Hey, there's and, casualties and, now. Yeah, and there's and you, you know. Now. You 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 just gotta be you gotta be about it. You know what I'm saying? Because listen, I love peace and love, man. Uh-huh. I love peace and love. I hate violence. Okay, right. this is not at all talking about violence and and thinking it's cool. Violence happens now. It right. happens now. It needs to stop. When you was a kid and a bully bullied you, you had to fight the bully so that you didn't have to fight anymore. That right. is the way the things work. You need to stand up for yourself and demand your self-respect, and you take lumps. And yet there'll mm. be casualties, but there's already casualties. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, right now, we are getting bullied and punked every day, and we do not stand up for ourselves. We are scared of standing up for ourselves. Yeah. You know, this is, the way, this is the way change happens. You know, you talk about history. Go and find something historical where real change happened right. when people signing. Hey, here's a petition that we're going to give to the bully. We got 100 people asking, please stop bullying us. We got 100 people asking. This thing is set up. Prosecutors. Prosecutors are looked at as failures for not getting convictions. Prosecute, the prosecutor's office is not about determining who's innocent from who's guilty. The yeah. prosecutor's office is about convicting people. We have a innocent until proven guilty lie going on. Before mm-hmm. people are proven guilty, they're already incarcerated. Before people are proven guilty, the, the, the defense offices, the public defender office, doesn't have the finances, doesn't have the resources of the prosecutors. Why, if it's innocent until proven guilty, are the chips so uh, are the deck so stacked in the in the in the in the favor of right. those who want to convict everybody and put everybody away? Yeah. You know, you're not going to find anything in history that says the people that were wrong woke up one morning and decided that they wanted to do the right thing. You know right, what I mean? Right. So, yeah, there's going to be casualties, but there's already casualties. Might as well yeah. not have them be for nothing. I mean, I, I commend you for the stance you're taking, man. And um, unfortunately... But I mean, I just... know that's an extreme stance. Yeah, I know people I was... are not going to go that way all the way. But, but I mean, you, boycott, you have a point. You know, you know you boycott, boycott was the... Boycott was the... Boycott was the... The crux of the civil rights movement. You know what I'm saying? We have our financial power, and we're going to do a bus boycott. We're going to do a, you know, sit-in. Use your financial power. Mm. You know, we could do that at least. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's so funny. I was at the African American Day Parade the other day in Harlem, and somebody somebody gave me a flyer that said, um, Trayvon can't celebrate Christmas, so we shouldn't. So let's put hey, well, our... 
that it, somebody gave me a flyer that said Trayvon can't celebrate Christmas, so we shouldn't. Let's boycott spending. But mm. they didn't really, um, you know, they, they they didn't make it detail in what what type of spending we gonna boycott. But you know, it, the the sentiment was definitely reached. You know, I, I definitely heard the the direction that they were trying to take it, and I, I think at the very least we could at least start boycotting on a spending level or on on at least certain things you know like the shit that we don't need you know what i mean like at oh, least man. to start making some type of noise you know no boycott and not only boycott but not yo you go to these some of these european countries and they are proud of the fact that they'll just strike me you know right, what i'm saying right. like oh we don't feel it we'll strike we should be we are the cogs in the instrument you know what i'm saying like, I remember when Trayvon, you know, you bring up Trayvon, and then I remember how angry I got when I saw the Miami Heat with their hoods on. They all had, they took a picture with their hoods. They're like, yo, Trayvon is the, the, you know, Trayvon was murdered. This is whack. This is how we're going to, we're going to put our hoods on for a picture. So you're going to put your, stop playing. Stop right, playing. Right, right. Everybody in the league who doesn't feel what happened, say, I'm not going to play until George Zimmerman is arrested and convicted. That. It's how you're going to get things done. Nobody gives a shit about you. Nobody cares about if you put your hood on. That doesn't make any difference. If you're not feeling the system, don't take part in it. But you have all these people, like I talked to you about instant gratification, and nobody's thinking about that. The people that run the machine, you know, there's police officers that are, that communities are being killed that work for the police. You know, you go into the you go into the you go into the court system. The people that keep the court system running, the court clerks and the bailiffs and the secretaries. They're all people that are at disadvantage from the system, but they're like, yo, I need to get my rent up. You know, I need to get my, you know, people are more, cons- people are not, people are just concerned with, uh, people are scared, man. Mm. Man, we could go on for hours about this, brother. Uh, yeah. real, real, real intricate conversation here, man. But what I want to do is actually go into another joint. This is off the, um, off that I, all that I hold dear project produced by M. Sligo. It's called Musician. So here it is, Out the Box Radio, Homeboy Sandman on the line. Yeah. Dedicating this to young female, I'm sure men no harm. Asked you what I did, I told her I was a musician. Said, what kind of music you make? I said, I make hip hop music. Said, oh, you mean you're a rapper? Next interview, I ask how long I've been in the game. Afterwards, gonna have to walk with a cane. I'm not on that plane. People ask why I ain't walking this way. Nowadays, I just be walking away. I'm not trying to waste. And instant trying to explain how I'm different from other rappers as far as they traits. Like there can never be a logical answer other than the music we make. And when I'm dead and gone, my music will remain. We are not in a race. I don't hold a conventional view. I'm not concerned with being the best or being better than you. I'm concerned with being better than me. At the highest levels, that's the only better with even trying to be. This is the protest that the vultures evoke. As a spokesman for the culture, that's considered a joke. This ain't show, but son, I shoulder the load. Take a gander at the winners, find the glamour and the glitter that's shown. I'm a musician. The sound listen. Different. This is. I'm a musician. The sound listen. People ask, I come, I read out a book Like I'm the herb to be concerned with how uncommon it look 
I don't even take the time out to speak I already know nobody cares if that's the verse I wrote to the beat And I'll do too many features, please don't start How can an artist make too much art? I know that y'all do not mean harm, but it's hard I never get the chance to walk the line cause all of y'all walk hard Cause of the course my shit is not on par Forefront of an art form that is not gone far I guess that that's the price of being avant-garde 16 bars, 3 verses long That's the output of a Beatles album in one song No disrespect to Bob Dylan But show respect for Mad Villain I'm a musician Cause y'all don't listen Different This is A musician Cause y'all don't listen Level of dope art, Black Dog, Ray Charles, Miles, and Mozart. Might make the airways, the musical selection on British airways. Don't take no part. Producers get it confused, like, do I have a verse I already wrote, but I ain't already used? I feel defeated, like MJ could have spit the thriller verses over beat it. It goes beyond the realm of inconvenience, into the realm of hidden genius. Musicians be amongst the greatest in the world, but caught up in the game that's being degraded by the world, even though it's imitated by the world. Don't ask me why I'm jaded by the world Disagreeing with all the human beings Compass with this only being for boys and girls This is eternal I'm a musician Cause y'all don't listen Different This is I'm a musician Cause y'all don't listen Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. I got my brother, homeboy Sandman, on the line. Ah, oh, man, the joint that you just heard was musician off the All That I Hear project that he just released on Stone's Throw, produced by M. Slago, as we said earlier. So, um, Sandman, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about the track that we just heard. There's a line that really stands out, and I'm sure my people who are really hip to your style of music and have heard the song probably know what I'm talking about. It's the line where you state, no disrespect to Bob Dylan, but show respect for Mad Villain. Now, the message in that line is something I totally agree with. Although there, you know, there's a lot of music aficionados out there that come from that era of Bob Dylan that, uh, you know, that might not understand your point. Why do you think hip-hop tends to get overlooked in the respected arena of musicianship? Um, I really feel that a lot of it is because, um, you know, you have a lot of hip-hop being put forth and being put forward um, without the integrity of the music being, you know, the primary focus or the primary goal for the artist, for the label, you know what I mean? For, for you know, a lot of hip-hop music is put forth um, for commercial purposes, first and foremost. You know, I talked about product placement that I've done, but a lot of hip-hop, you know, the reason I can't get down with that myself is because so much hip-hop is popularized, is put out primarily with product placement, you know, uh, 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 
you know, reasons in mind, you know what I'm saying, motivations in mind. Um, so much so much of what you think of, what people think of when they think about hip-hop music, it, the music comes last. Image is a big thing. Mm. Uh, budget is a big thing. You know what I'm saying? When people talk about hip-hop these days, you you liable to hear people talk for five or six hours about hip-hop without anybody mentioning talent or anybody mentioning music. People mm. are having discussions about storylines and you know, it's like it's like a soap opera when you think of hip hop. You know, who's beefing with who? You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 you know, who was arrested? Who? Where, where was the shootout at, at, the, at the at the concert? Or right. who's dating who? You know what I'm saying? Um, it isn't. It isn't. You know, the uh, the creativity. Um, oftentimes, it's not at the forefront of things. You know what I mean? I was talking to a. I was talking to a somebody who works with, with a prominent label the other day and they were telling me about some of their new acts. They told me about four new acts right. and they didn't mention talent with any of them. All they told me was what they got going on, who they've been working with, you know, other things. And nobody, nobody didn't take the time to mention about any of these four artists. Right. Yo, their, music, their music's one of a kind. They hear some things they're doing on the musical tip that aren't, you know. And, and, and so that's the reason why I think so many people, you know, when people think of hip-hop, they don't think of the best hip-hop musicians that there are. They think of the most famous people that are associated with hip-hop. And a lot of the time, I'm not saying all the time, there's some very, very gifted musicians. Kanye West is a very gifted musician. So is Jay-Z. Like, there's, some, there's definitely some very talented musicians. But people in large part think of people that shouldn't, that have no business anywhere in their music, let yeah. alone you know, really need to find out what they're really good at. You know, that's the truth about hip-hop music. When people think about the, the, the people that have the most notoriety associated with hip-hop, you're dealing with people that have no business near music at all. Right. And it's all, uh, you know, it's all, it's all posturing, you know what I mean? And it's all something else. So I really feel like that's why so many people never even give hip-hop the chance to mm -hmm. find out that there's beautiful things going on on a musical level. Because mm -hmm. it's hard to get beyond that when you see that the most celebrated stuff is trash, I mean, it only makes sense to think, well, I guess the least celebrated stuff must be trash too. Right, right. True indeed. You know, one of the things that really excited me when I heard that you were signing to Stone Store a few years ago was the anticipation that I get to hear you collaborate with the other half of Mad Villain, the brother also known as Mad Madlib, beat conductor himself. But I, I've yet to actually hear that happen. Do you think there's a chance in the future that we'll uh, ever get a chance to hear Homeboy Sandman over some uh, uh, Madlib beats? <laughs> yeah, I get a, I get that question a great deal, and you know, um, hopefully we're moving closer and closer to that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there has been some contact and there's been some creative energy exchange, and there has been some product produced. Um, you know, there's 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 eyes to die and T's to cross. But um, I'm 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 in just as much anticipation for that stuff being released as anybody else. So so I you know I I hope I hope that's on the horizon. You know, but definitely shout to the brother Liv. Um, you know I got I got a few things in the works when it comes to some of those Liv sounds. Definitely, I I look forward to it too. Whenever it does come, man, because I'm a big big fan of Mad Lib, and I would love to hear the the the, the one New York MC that's on Stone's Throw featured on some of his beats. So we'll look for it when it comes. All right, but good right. looking on that info. Also, um, since you've been on Stone Stroll, you put out a series of promo tracks in anticipation for the release of each of your EP. So like 
you know, before the day the album would come, you or a project would come, you would put out like a promo track uh, or on the day of as well. Um, and a lot of these tracks have actually only been available for stream, but they they sound like they could be like on album. So we're just kind of curious to know. Will these will these tracks like these promo tracks ever be available for people to download or purchase? Yeah, even? yeah, they they they're gonna be a, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a a release of all of the out nows. You know, once right. there's like because you know because there's gonna be twelve of them. You know, twelve. Uh, there's gonna be at least twelve of them. Um, you know, thirteen or fifteen or however many projects I come out with on Stone So. So right now I think there's five about to be six of them, um, and we were thinking about. Uh, they, they're just talking, but those are gonna be available. Yeah, those are gonna be available for purchase, man. They're likely to be a final as well. So, Sam, man, before we wrap things up, I want to talk to you briefly about your recent producer collabo projects. I know you just put out an EP produced by M. Slago, and the Cool Herc Fertile Crescent EP produced by Authentic. Uh, just so people out there uh, get an idea about these producers, people that might not know. Explain to us briefly who are these producers and why do you feel um, their contribution or offering to music uh, sets them apart? Well, um, these are guys that I've worked with uh, before, you know, before I was on Stone Soul, before, you know, um, you know, I, my, my, my notoriety is still building, but before I had achieved the level of notoriety that I have now, these were guys that I already knew and was already working with. M. Slago did a track on my Good Son album on 2010. You know, um, Authentic LRTNC, you know, we done joints. I did a joint on his Atmananda release that came out, you know, uh, I guess maybe a couple of years ago. And these are a couple of guys. And I got, you know, I'm doing Paul White next. Me, uh, White Sands is going to be coming out. After that, I got the Two Hungry Bros. I'm not sure what order they're going to be in, you know what I'm saying? But I'm working with Two Hungry Bros. You know, I'm also working with some of a uh, little more known cast like John Wayne, like DJ Spinner, you know what I'm saying? You know, we talked about the, you know, uh, uh, hopefully having some Mad Lib-ish on the horizon as far as the full producers done. But I feel like if I'm going to be having the opportunities to work with John Wayne, you know, DJ Spinner, you know, Ono, Mad Lib, Peanut Butter Wolf, um, I should also making my responsibility the same way people would put me on when I was a lesser known just because I was mad nice. I find no dudes who are mad nice at a worldwide level like LRTNC, like M. Slago. I'm always going to rock with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, um, that's, that's, that's what, and, and it even came into the strategy of who, I, of how I was going to start off these producer base releases. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that the first couple of them, was with people that are in large part off radars, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because then people are going to be checking for these because they're crazy, because they're slamming. I didn't want to have the first one come out, be by producer everybody new, and then have the, the second one people not check for, like, oh, I only check for the other one because there's a producer I knew. I want people to check for all of these because all of these, whether you know the producer or not, are going to be slamming. So then we yeah. could get into some of the, you know, yeah, there are some slamming producers that are world famous. There's also some slamming producers that are not world famous. You know what I mean? And these, 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 you know, Authentic and Slago, you know, some of the other people I mentioned, you know, as an MC, you know, beats, you know, those are the, that's the wind beneath my wings, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. these, these people have played a major role, you know, in me making it to where I am. So I have opportunity here with, you know, Stone Stone being so understanding and so supportive of everything right. I want to do, which is an awesome blessing. Um, I have the opportunity here 
to really shed some light on, on these guys uh, creative genius so I'm gonna do that and you know that another thing I really wanted to ask too was um the fact that you're on Stone's Throw I mean Stone's Throw is a different vibe I, I, I would think than how it was before before the mad villain era before the donuts era like you know when it was like that i mean at that time so what what's the vibe like now like how do you like how what's the experience like being on that label in 2012 2013 you know what i'm saying um it's it really is a place of just liberty man just creative freedom you know what mm. i'm saying like i don't know what it was like back in the days but i would imagine you know those those you know, you talk about uh, uh, the work that Dilla was doing there and, and, and the Mad Lib and the Doom stuff. And, I mean, it was different. But a, star, a label like Stone Stone, it's always going to be different because different things are always going to be coming through the pipeline. You know what I'm saying? So five years from now, Stone Stone will be different from the way it is now right. because the artists there are revolving artists that are looking to do things that haven't been done before. You know, Dilla's looking to break new ground. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, and, and that's the type of... That's the type of artist that Stone So, you know, the peanut butter wolf is looking for. You know what I'm saying? So you have artists, you know, all the artists. It's a little, right now it is a little bit of a different era. And I was talking to people. This is almost, a lot of, a lot of people will look at this as like the third era after. Because after the, the Mad Lib, Mad Villain, right. and the Dilla era, then people, you know, they have the Aloe Black Male Hawthorne era, which Indeed. people are thinking of a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. And now people are starting to look at this a little bit. You know, some of the people I've spoken to are some of a, you know, uh, you got the Dame Funk, you know what I'm saying? You got the, uh, uh, and there's other people, you know, Steve Arrington's back, Step Kids are making a lot of noise on a rock tip, you know, and of course, right. obviously myself. So there's always different um, components that are really shining when it comes to Stone Soul that are, you know, getting a lot of uh, recognition, you know. Right. Um, so so I, I feel like it's always going to be different, but it's always I mean, from from what I gather, it's always going to be creative freedom and creative integrity, and just a bunch of eclectic people, you know, looking 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 to be one of the kind anyway they can. You know, and 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 I'm glad you mentioned that because um, you when you made your your when you when you signed to the label, I was just like it was a breath of fresh air because I feel like they needed that MC to shine. They had other MCs doing it, but I felt like they needed that one shining MC or just needed to add to more MCs because a lot of change, things have changed. So definitely props to you for actually, you know, and props to them for bringing you on to, to, to spearhead the movement. Well done. You know I'm saying? So, brother, I want to thank you so much for being on the line with us today. We I had a really, really uh, good time building with you and really going in depth with you on some a variety of topics. So I appreciate you again for sharing the time with us here and for our listening audience and I'm sure all of your fans that listen to this are going to be uh, appreciative of this uh, interview as well so uh, but before right, we go yeah before we go um, I want to just talk uh, touch a little bit on you know what your future um, you know endeavors may be things that you may want to uh, uh, pursue in the future you know what, what what's next for you that you haven't done yet that people can look forward to um, well, you know, we already touched on the, the, the producer series is going strong, and mm -hmm. so far it's been EPs, but um, don't be surprised if it goes into, grows into records, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's one thing. Torin, you know, I mean, we already touched on a lot of this stuff. For me, I always got the same thing going on. New music, new beats, you know what I'm saying? This is what I do. Also, I have been talking to, um, you know, one publication in particular about perhaps doing some more regular writing on the journalism, you know what I'm saying? Yes. That's not... Solidified yet, so um, 
you know, so I keep the name. But whether or not it works out with this publication, uh, people can look out for more more journalism is, um, you know, looking to looking to break down and support with facts and more prose way. A lot of the stuff that I'm looking to cover in my record. Where where are the where are the places that they can find your journalism now? Being that you don't write for HuffPost anymore, where can they find your journalism now online? Um, the, the 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 last article that I posted was the one we spoke about was the Jailhouse Rock, and that was posted by um by uh, Rap Rehab. Rap Rehab's a great site, and then also my boy uh, David site. I forget the name of his site. They yes. put it up, and then a bunch of you know, a bunch of my brothers in the hip hop realm, you know, also uh, you know, put it on a on a site. You know, shout to Talib, put it on his Tumblr, shout to Brother Ali, do it on his uh, Facebook. So they're okay. flowing around. The best way to do it is to Google is to Google that Jailhouse Rock one. But definitely, um, you know, look out. Hopefully, yeah. There's one. There's, there's, I'm, I'm in. I'm in talks with a publication about being. The next place where my where my articles live, you know what I'm saying, and um, and I would love for that to work out, but for the for the time being, um, you know, Google Homeboy Sam man. I mean, the, the last one I came out with was that that was the fifth one I've ever done, and that fifth one was the Jailhouse Rock. But then there's three on Huffington Post, and there's another one on Gawker, so okay. uh, you can check all those out. That's what's up. And uh, real quick, when can people where can people keep updated with you? Website, Facebook, Twitter. Where can people keep updated with you and connected with you? Uh, Facebook.com slash Homeboy Sandman. That's my Facebook page. Uh, we got all types of updates for what's going on with the shows and everything. HomeboySandman.com, you know, now connects right to the labels Homeboy Sandman page because they updated more than me. But that's got all the tour dates and, and all the updates going on. But those are primarily the two places. That's what's up. And people, make sure that y'all check us out online at OutTheBoxMedia.com. That's www.outdabox.media.com. You can hit us at the radio show tabs to check out for our previous episodes as well as our upcoming ones. Out the Box Radio is now airing on a weekly basis, so you can check for updates and reminders via our Twitter and Facebook page. Our Twitter is now known as at Out the Box Media. It's no longer Out the Box TV. So uh, if you check us, if you follow us already, you're good. But if you're looking to follow us new, check us out at Out the Box Media. All right, on Twitter. So that's what it is, my brother, homeboy Sandman. Brother, so I cool, man. Thanks so much for taking the time, you know what I'm saying, and helping to spread the word. Shouts to Out the Box. You guys are doing fantastic things, growing every day. So salute to y'all. No doubt, man. And thank you once again, man. We're going to hear from you some more. We're going to look forward to more of the producer-related projects. We're going to keep it locked with homeboy Sandman. So thank you again, brother. It was a pleasure. Before we get out of here, we're going to go into the last track. It's uh, off of the Cool Herc Fertile Crescent EP from Homeboy Sandman. This one is called I. It's actually the final track on the EP. So we're going to go out with this one. Homeboy Sandman. The track is called I off the Cool Herc Fertile Crescent EP released on Stone's Throw. Check it out. Homeboy Sandman. Out the Box Radio. Peace. Runaways, I'm crock gunaway. I rob bikes, no hands, hot summer days. It's not summer stage, it's not summer stage, or summer stage, someone stage. 
this is like summer shade. These are not stunner shades that it leaves sun shame. This is not for the change, this is not gonna change. Follow my lead, introducing vitamin D. I've been busy writing in meads, justifying the means. Compliance in the mind of the meek. Those are my enemies, just a mind and me. My eyes closed, vision is woe. My whole coalition live by the cold. It's gold, no gimmicks. I, 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 Start a lot of verses saying I Why would I lie? My oh my I live and breathe the fight for freedom A Cinco de Mayo guy No teacher ever got me in a single file line I never buy the style or look in a style guide I never would apologize for a pile drive I knew it back when Elway was playing at Mile High That I spent my entire life on the wild side I'm stranded on the planet embarrassed to smile wide I ain't the one for throwing salt, salt is iodized I do not retire the time when Orion rise My aura appeal to all peeling orange rhymes Look Cyclops in the eye just to show him that I ain't lying I didn't stop by Goliath's to loan him my lion hide I got a complimentary wardrobe, I got a brand new coat, human growth hormone, hold my ears and nose, garbage is so horrible, in my ears and nose, cartilage and not hard bone, I got bars, I got a barcode, here the kings aren't from Arco, no silicone, genuine article, I journey upon dreamscapes with no sleep, by cashing on rebates, it gets so deep, I wanna pass OG, sipping OE, I holla at Ola, the unholy, and people tell me Sandman, watch your step. Ain't up on how I'm in touch with them hotep. Dog, you do eager the ball, go fetch. Yeah.